Hello everyone, you are listening to Beautifully Balanced. My name is Meg Boston and welcome to my podcast. Life gets a little crazy sometimes and sometimes we feel a little off balance with everything going on. But here on my podcast, I will be talking with you about health and wellness, nutrition, dating and married life, being involved in Christian ministries, and how you can beautifully balance them all. Thanks so much for listening. Hey guys, super excited to be back on the podcast today. I know it's been a little bit since I've recorded an episode and that's partially my fault, but partially not my fault. My husband has been using my microphone for a project that he's been doing the last several weeks and I've been unable to use my microphone because it's not been in my house. So now that it's back in my house, here I am back on the podcast. And yeah, if you don't know what you're listening to, it's Beautifully Balanced with Meg, yours truly. Um, Yeah, so anyways, I hope everyone's doing fantastic. I know life's a little bit crazy right now, this whole quarantine thing going on. Um, Yeah, I've been sequestered in my house for the past five and a half weeks, and I have basically been nowhere other than a doctor's appointment for my baby, and yeah, and the chiropractor, and that's been it. And I haven't seen many people in the world besides my husband, but... I know, all in good timing, life will get back to hopefully somewhat normal, Um, and just to try to be patient and just be thankful that I am healthy, that my husband is healthy, and that my family members are healthy. Um, I know there's a lot of people suffering out there with this coronavirus, and it's, it's very sad, and I never thought that we would see something like this sweep throughout our country in such a drastic way. But it has, and all we can do is pray that God will take care of it as he sees fit. So anyways, I hope everyone's doing well. I am really excited about today's topic. Um, I am going to be sharing a little bit of a more personal topic. Um, It's something that I experienced. Um, My husband and I were a long-distance relationship for our entire relationship up until our wedding day. So it is a very unique situation, and there's a lot of people out there who do it. And there's a lot of people out there who don't do it because of reasons that they say they don't work out because, you know, blah, 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 blah. But I truly believe that it is something that you can make work. Um, I have a few friends that are in a long-distance relationship. I know of people who are in long-distance relationships. So maybe if this doesn't apply to you, maybe if you just listen to it today, and it can help you be able to share it with someone else. Um, I always appreciate when other people... Um, give my podcast as a recommendation. It just warms my heart and I love hearing when people are blessed or, you know, it's helped them a certain way. Um, yeah, that's that's all what I'm about. So anyways, before we get into this episode, I am going to just skip to my sponsor and talk about that for a minute. And yeah, hang on. We'll be right back. So before I get into the details about what a long-distance relationship has taught me, how it changed me, blah, 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 um, I'm going to give a little bit of a background for my husband and I and our story. Um, It's very unique, so just enjoy this. (laughs) Um, My husband's name is Bobby Boston. 
Um, we have been married for almost a year. We will celebrate a year this coming June. So I guess it's been 10 and a half months or something like that. Um, but he is my best friend and I love him with all my heart and I love him even more than the day that I married him. Um, we were a long distance relationship from the very beginning. Um, my aunt set us up. She kind of, kind of told me about him and she had told him about me and one thing led to another and it was May 2017 and I remember my dad sat down with me and said, hey Meg, um, Bobby Boston and we have known the Bostons for quite a while. Um, it, it's not like we were close friends or anything but we had been in each other's lives and over the years and I knew who they were. Um, I didn't know that they had a son that was as handsome as my husband was, is, <laughs> but um, yeah, so my dad sat me down and he's like, hey Meg, um, Bobby Boston texted me and asked me if he could try to get to know you and my immediate thought was no. I didn't want to be set up with anybody. When my aunt had told me about him and showed me pictures of him, I was just like, I didn't even care that he was cute. I was just like, no, I don't want to be set up with anybody. I don't like that. It just sounds weird. And I wanted nothing to do with it. So, you know, I think my dad sensed that in my face. And, you know, he, he told me a little bit about Bobby and um, he had talked to him on the phone. And I, I remember I was just like, I don't know, I'll think about it. And I, I was pretty sure that I was just going to say, nope, I'm not interested. And I remember I was on a car ride home from church and my sister Chrissy, she, she was, always rides with me. And she's like, Meg, you should give it a shot. What could it hurt? I mean, if you don't end up liking him, if you don't end up not being friends, then it's not going to hurt anything. It's not like you're destined to marriage. And so I was like, you know what? I should. I should give it a chance. I shouldn't just automatically say no. And yeah, so I went to my dad and I said, Dad, um, I don't mind if Bobby wants to get to know me. That's that's completely fine. Um, so, you know, Bobby may... Um, I believe it was the 17th of May. I have all these dates written down. Um, but I knew he was going to text me that day because my dad told me, he's like, hey, Bobby's going to text you today at some point. So just so you're aware, um, I am privileged to have grown up in a Christian family and, um, my dad is a pastor and I grew up, um, with no boyfriends my entire teenage years. Um, Bobby was my first boyfriend, my only boyfriend, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that my dad protected me in that way, and um, we we were just not allowed to have boyfriends and girlfriends um, growing up. It was just, you know, my dad taught us that it wasn't necessary. It's not like we were preparing for marriage at that age, and um, I don't really say that Bobby and I dated as much as I say that we've courted. Um, because courtship is dating with a purpose, whereas dating is just seeing if it's going to work out type of thing. Courtship is dating with the mindset that it could result in marriage. Um, so anyways, I was super thankful that Bobby was the type of man who went to my dad with every intention um, even down to the fact of just texting me. And I know not a lot of young men do, young men do that. Um, but anyways, so I waited all day 
And I remember exactly where I was when I first got the text. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was May 25th. I just looked at my phone and my memories and it was May 25th, 2017. And I got this text from this number I didn't recognize. And it said, hi, Megan, this is Bobby. And he didn't use an emoji. He used a colon and a parentheses with one of those dashed noses. <laughs> and, you're, you know, now I asked him one time, I was like, why were you so weird with not using emo- emojis? And he said he didn't want to be too forward. <laughs> so that's how it started. It started with a simple text. And then he called me on May 29th. And that was our very first phone call. And I remember just being like so nervous I didn't know how he sounded. I'd never heard his voice before. Um, We'd never seen each other in person. We were friends on Facebook, but we'd never seen each other in person. And it was pretty wild. Um, But we quickly found that we had a ton in common and we became fast friends. And that's the beautiful thing about, about this specific time in my life was that um, Bobby, for me, was my friend from the very beginning. We just became friends. And, um, you know, that's that's how it all began for us. Um, so we talked and we texted um, pretty much every day. Not so much on the weekends. Saturdays and Sundays are both busy for us. Um, and so we, we just talked. Um, he texted me every day, but we only talked about twice a week on the telephone. Or the cell phone, whatever. I don't know why I said telephone. Anyways... Um, so long story short, you know, time went on and we both realized that we needed to meet each other. Um, it was just something that we both, um, really felt was important. And so he and his family, he has two brothers, Johnny and Mikey, and his parents are Bob and Jane Boston. Um, my father-in-law is also a pastor, um, in Indiana. Um, they drove up North and they spent a weekend, um, at my parents' house, um, And I remember being horribly nervous and pretty much unable to breathe when I saw that white van pull into my parents' driveway. Um, I felt like going down to the basement because I I just felt so nervous. It was, it's a wild thing when you know someone, but you've never seen them in person. And so um, July 22nd, 2017, we met for the first time face-to-face um, Bobby and his family came, like I said, and I remember I was standing in the kitchen at my parents' home and Bobby rounded that corner and there he was just as cute as could be. Um, he says that he knew from that moment that he was going to marry me. Um, I wasn't quite as set in stone. I thought he was, you know, handsome. I really liked him, but I, I didn't know, um, you know, I, I wasn't automatically like, you know, I'm going to marry this guy. Um, so, you know, as time went on, we just realized that we were, we were just becoming very good friends and, um, the summer passed and in September of 2017 on the 16th, he made another visit up North Bobby by himself. And he asked me to be his girlfriend officially. Um, it was on my parents' dock on their lake on this white bench that's really meaningful to us. And that was where our long-distance relationship pretty much set off. Um, we both knew going into it that we were going to be long-distance from the beginning. 
unto the end. And I knew that that was going to be hard and I knew it was going to be challenging, but I knew that through the grace of God that I could do it with his strength. And one of the big things that was huge for me was communication for Bobby and I both. Um, You know, we talked more and more as we got to know each other, um, but we talked about everything, good, bad, silly, random, whatever. Communication for me, um, it really built trust in our relationship. Um, not hiding our emotions from each other, not, not just always being positive. Um, it was important to me that we were both true to each other from the beginning. Um, if you can't communicate anything and everything to your significant other, then there's probably some trust issues. You should be able to freely talk about, you know, what your, your burdens are, what your troubles are, um, you know, how the Lord is blessing you. Um, and I knew that I could go to Bobby with any of my thoughts and that he would listen to me. Um, Bobby is not the most talkative individual. I did a lot of the talking on the phone, but when he does, when he does respond, and it's not like we just had a one-sided conversation or anything, but I am definitely the more chatty individual than he is. Um, but when Bobby does, you know, have conversations, um, he, he puts a lot of thought and he puts a lot of heart into what he says. And for me, that, that was huge. Um, so number one, communication. Um, that's helped in our marriage in so many aspects because communication solves so many problems. If, if you just shut down when you're upset or, you know, bothered or, you know, blah, 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 finish the scenario. I don't know. It, it causes for just battlegrounds and, you know, rocky roads and where is the trust in that? Um, so I'm just, I'm thankful for the aspect that my long distance relationship really taught me a lot about communication and the importance of it and how it helps build trust in a relationship because trust is the number one important thing for me. Forget about appearance. I mean, that's important to me. I I did want an attractive man, (laughs) but that, that wasn't the most important thing to me. Um, having a trusting relationship with each other was huge for me. I wanted to know that I could trust Bobby with anything. If I was going to trust him with my heart someday, I needed to be able to trust him in the little areas. Um, so that that was the first thing that really made a big impact on me. Number two was just overall maturity. Maturity and growing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I was an immature person um, before we started our relationship, but, you know, I was, I, I was 18 I think, yeah, I was 18, almost 19, when we first started our relationship, um, and I had lots of growing to do. Um, from the beginning, I always let my husband, my boyfriend at the time, text and call me first. Um, he was the one pursuing me. I never wanted to be the needy girlfriend that always texted nonstop and you know, just couldn't leave him alone or couldn't go an hour without talking to him. Um, I made myself a promise that I wasn't going to be, you know, immature and be hounding him like, why haven't you been texting me? Or are you mad at me? Um, I knew that if he hadn't texted me in a while, um, that it was fine. Um, you know, I just... I feel like that to me screams immaturity when, when you ask those questions or you have that kind of, um, 
that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Blah, 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 blah. That kind of, um, you know, thoughts that, I'm sorry that I struggled so much to say that. <laughs> that those kind of thoughts, like, you know, why isn't he texting me? He must be mad at me, blah, 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 blah. That just, to me, screams immaturity. That is what insecure 12 and 13-year-olds do that <laughs> really shouldn't have boyfriends and girlfriends from the beginning. I wasn't going to be that. Um, I wanted to have the right mindset. I wanted to be secure in myself um, and in the Lord. Um, I knew in my heart that if Bobby wanted or could text me, that he totally would. He wouldn't just ignore me. Um, We both worked full-time jobs. We are both heavily involved in our church ministries. Um, Like I said, my dad is a pastor. His dad's a pastor. Bobby was on church staff and still is um, at the time of our courtship. Um, He's the choir director, the director of music, um, and that's what he was doing when we were dating. So he was heavily involved in his dad's ministry um, at their church. And I was the same way, um, along with my full-time job. We didn't text all day. We never, ever did. We don't even do that now. (laughs) Um, You know, he would text me in the morning. He'd say, good morning, and tell me to have a good day, you know, from the beginning, it's, you know, that's just kind of how it started. It's not like we were just lovey-dovey from get-go. We weren't because we didn't love each other. Um, we were like in like with each other. We liked each other. Um, but for me, it wasn't love yet. Um, so anyways, like I was saying, you know, we didn't text all day. And to me, honestly, I really think that was healthy for us. Um, it kept us from being needy of attention from each other. Um, and it just, it just allowed us some space for each other. Um, like I said, he texted me in the morning and after he'd get off work, how was your day? We'd exchange a few messages and then at 830-ish, he'd call me and we'd talk until we got too tired. Um, and you know, we both matured in so many ways in our long distance relationship. And, um, you know, it, it was a, it was a long time that we were in that, in that, space of our lives. And it was really hard, um, for me and for him, because, you know, there were times that, you know, a phone call couldn't happen because life got busy and, you know, or one of us was doing something or, you know, another thing that was huge for us was our family time. You know, if I was, if I was going out to eat with my family, um, I wouldn't just like leave just to talk to my boyfriend on the phone. Um, we had a family movie planned. I wouldn't just leave in the middle of the movie and, you know, talk to my boyfriend. Um, You know, when we became engaged, um, it was a little bit more of a different situation in regards to, you know, just the importance of talking to each other and wedding planning and all that stuff. But family to me um, was really important um, and came above, you know, my boyfriend, you know, because um, as much as I, you know, loved Bobby, um, and so on. Um, you know, that time with my family was, was cherished time. And I knew that that time wouldn't be forever. So having that balance for me was really important. Um, but like I said, you know, it allowed us some time to just mature as individuals and as adults and as a couple. Um, you know, that, that's, that's just one of those things. So communication and maturity and growing. Um, the third thing that I'm going to talk about today, and I may do this in a two-part episode just because 
it's a lot of details. Um, but the third thing that um, my long distance relationship taught me was to go with the flow um, and to relax. I am a very scheduled, very structured, very organized individual. I like things to go a certain way. My long distance relationship was a wake up call for me. Um, things don't always go as planned. Um, and I'll just give you a couple stories. You know, we would live for the weekends. Um, a lot of the times, more often than not, my, my Bobby, he would, he would be the one who would travel. And I didn't really say exactly how far the distance was, but, um, he lives five hours away from where I lived. Um, he lives in Indiana. I lived in Northern Michigan, um, near the Traverse City area. And so there was, there was a gap between us for sure. Um, so, you know, it, it was really hard, especially because Bobby was, you know, on, on staff at his dad's church. So to expect him to be gone on the weekend when Saturdays are a busy church day and Sundays are an even busier church day, um, it was a challenge. And, you know, we both worked full-time jobs. It's not like we could just get a day off all the time or whatnot. Um, but, you know, we lived for the times we had together, which were always very quick, um, you know, but it's so amazing how God allowed our relationship to blossom, even though we didn't see each other every single day of the week or every single night or, um, as often as we wished to, um, you know, being in a long distance relationship, um, allowed me to appreciate and learn to love Bobby as a person on the inside, um, rather than the outside, um, so often we get caught up with, um, the exterior and, um, the attraction and the things that can, um, distract us from, from the real person and the real qualities that we should be looking at. Um, you know, I loved that Bobby was handsome on the outside. Um, but to me, his heart was so much more important. And, you know, that's something that, that my, my dad and my mom both taught me was, you know, and, and even in the scriptures, you hear that man looketh on the outside, but God looketh on the heart. And I really wanted to just seek that, to seek what Bobby's heart was, what his intentions were, and, you know, just really grasp what kind of man he was. And that long distance relationship really taught me that um, because it both brought out a lot of qualities in us that we could see in each other. It brought out a lot of situations that we had to struggle with. Um, that helped us just find strength in Christ and to be able to grow in him with each other. Um, but, you know, things don't always go as planned. Um, there was one time we were, oh, I don't know. I don't think we were engaged yet, but we had gone probably 45 days without seeing each other. Um, that was one of the longest times that we had gone without seeing each other. And it was January. And if you know Michigan, you know that their winters are awful and very unpredictable and one day it could be fine and the next day you get a three-hour blizzard where you can't drive anymore um I should mention that Bobby had a Mustang that was rear-wheel drived um at the time and he had that just up until we got married but it wasn't the best vehicle for the northern hills of Michigan and the snow um but anyways he had gotten off of work early and we, he had planned a trip up to Michigan to make a visit with me. And we had some things planned that we were going to do that weekend. Um, my sister Chrissy was always our chaperone. 
And um, that's just something that we always had. We always had a chaperone with us. That was just, um, you know, that was something that my dad had preference for, but we also had preference for each other. Um, We both, you know, the Bible says it's not good for a man to be alone with a woman. Um, And um, that's, that's just what we did. That was, and, and I wouldn't change it any other way. Um, I'm thankful that we had that accountability. Um, but anyways, so Bobby had driven up and his, I think it was his alternator went out in his car at when he got close to Mancelona area, which is about, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes from, from where I lived. And he, I, it was getting late and I was like, Hmm, what's going on? And he had Verizon and didn't get really good service in the area. Um, and so he, he had texted me. He says, hey, something's wrong with my car. I think I need you guys to come and get me. So me and my sister drove. And we ended up picking him up from this old woman's house <laughs> that he was at. Her name was Gwen. He just pulled into her driveway. And she let him inside and gave him some coffee. Blah, blah, blah. But anyways, um, you know, car problems happened. And you know, we hadn't seen each other in 45 days and it was just like, why, why does this have to happen? And so, um, my dad ended up being able to get that towed and they were working. My dad was working to find some parts to help Bobby get it fixed. And Bobby and I, the next day had gone out to Panera for, for dinner. And, um, you know, when we brought our way home, he was just like, man, I really don't feel good. And I was like, well, do you think we should get some medicine? And so we went, we went to Meyer and he picked up some, Oh, I don't think, I don't even remember. I think it was Alka-Seltzer or something like that. He just had really bad chills and, and all that. And, you know, he don't, he'd been with me for less than 24 hours. And this was a Friday, a Friday night that he arrived and it was Saturday. So anyways, Bobby, when we got home, we were sitting on the couch trying to watch a movie and he's like, I think I need to go take a shower. I'm just really not feeling good. So I was like, okay. So he went upstairs. He always stayed in my brother's room, which was um, on the third story. And, you know, he never came back down and he texted me. He's like, I'm throwing up. I don't, I can't, I can't come down. And I was so upset. You know, I felt bad that he was sick, but I was just so upset that, you know, you know, we planned to be able to spend time together. Um, you know, his car broke down and I'm just like, why does this have to happen? You know, and I was really upset about it. I remember I sat on the couch that night and I was very mopey. And <laughs> those situations, that wasn't the only one that happened. But those situations really taught me to just relax. Hey, things don't go the way we want them to go. There were times my car broke down. There were times we had trips that we had planned to visit each other. Um, that there was a snowstorm and we couldn't go. Or, you know, we had some church function happening and we were unable to visit each other. Um, You know, it just overall helped me to realize that I need to just let things go Um, and to not be so scheduled and not be so structured. And that has helped me immensely because even in life right now, even in our married life, you know, things don't always go the way we want things to go. Sometimes I wish Bobby didn't have to work for 14 hours a day sometimes. Um, and I have to be home alone all day. Um, sometimes I wish we could be able to, you know, go hiking, but we have other obligations that we have to do. Um, you know, we have things that we have to do at church and my husband is, you know, our youth leader and, 
Um, We're very busy in our church, and that is part of our lives. And, you know, church and the things of God for us always come first. Um, So, you know, those are just three examples of things that I learned in my long-distance relationship that have really just helped me as as an individual, as a person. And I hope there's some things that, you know, maybe can apply to your life. I don't know. Maybe you're, maybe you're a married woman and maybe you're not in a long distance relationship. But for me, um, you know, when I was in a long distance relationship, there were not a lot of resources, um, or things that were helpful to me, um, that I could listen to and find encouragement from. And I want to be able to bring that to, anyone else who is in this same area of their life. Um, I'm planning to do another episode on this. Um, it'll be a part two, just so I can get a little bit more out there um, on how ha- how it's affecting me today and so on and so forth. There is a lot to cover. We, we were in a long distance relationship from 2017 until we got married. Um, so it was a little over two and a half years. We were married June 21st, 2019, and it was the best day of my life. Um, and it was the, it was the most wonderful day. Um, you know, I, I sit here and I think about it and how I just, I remember when I was walking down the aisle um, with my dad, I just, I saw my husband's face and, and I, I just knew, you know, this was so worth it. We made it to the end and I'm sorry, I'm crying, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and it just, it just means a lot to me, you know, just we did things right from the beginning. We honored God and we honored our parents and we were, we honored each other. We stayed pure to each other. Um, you know, my husband and I, we didn't, we didn't kiss. Um, you know, we weren't, we weren't those type of people. That was just a conviction that we made. And, you know, if that's something you do, then, then that's, that's your decision, but you know it it's a conviction that we both had that we wanted to save that for for when we became a married couple. Um, we stayed pure until our wedding day to each other um, and you know that was so special. It was such a treasured day because you know at the end of it all, you know we after all of the the times that were frustrating, that we wished we could have been able to see each other, the, the frustrating times that, you know, I would lose service all the time when I talked to him on the phone because my bedroom was in the basement and I got so frustrated because we tried to talk to each other and our phone calls got interrupted all the time because of a, you know, bad connection, um, you know, or the, or the times that we, we weren't able to see each other when we wanted to. Um, when, when it was my wedding day and I got to the end and I was standing there at that, at those two doors with my dad and they opened the doors and I, I immediately was overcome with emotion. I was crying while I walked down the aisle because we made it. And, you know, my husband was crying on our wedding day too. And it was just such a sweet, special moment for both of us because we knew we did things the right way. We honored God. We honored each other. And I know I said that already, but it's huge. It is so huge to just place yourself in a position that you are not going to dishonor yourself for somebody else. That you will keep yourself pure, not just for God, but for your husband-to-be. You know, I am so thankful that my dad had kept my heart protected 
from so many, you know, not, not to say that there were people who wanted to date me or anything before Bobby, but, you know, he protected my heart and didn't just let me do whatever I wanted to do as a teenage girl. Um, you know, he didn't just let me, you know, have boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend because, you know, one time my dad told me, he's like, when you have boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend, it's, it's like, it's like a piece of bread, you know, giving a piece to all the birds, just whatever bird comes up, just throwing them a piece of bread. And then, and then when the one that's most important, you know, it's, it's like throwing pieces of your heart to, to whatever boyfriend comes along the way. And then when the boyfriend that's actually going to be your husband, you know, what left do you have to give them when you've given so much of your heart already? So my encouragement to you is to hold on to your heart, protect it, keep it safe, keep it pure, save it for that man who deserves it, who earns it. I am so thankful that I have a husband who pursued me and who always sought counsel from my dad, who always followed what my dad asked him to follow, even if it was difficult for him. I'm just so thankful for that. And in the end, when, this, when that long-distance relationship is over and it's your wedding day, it's a breath of relief. It is an overwhelming feeling that I can't even describe. I remember as we were driving away from, from our wedding, we both just... It was just relieving. We made it. We made it. And God helped us get through every bit of every situation of anything that was overwhelming. He was our strength and we made it. Um, anyways, guys, I am so thankful that so many of you um, are listening and sharing my podcast with everyone else. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'm going to be back on here soon. I promise. Um, head to my Instagram. It's beautifullybalanced.meg and yeah, check me out. I would love a follow. I would love a share with your friends. And yeah, anyways, have a great day, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.